0: Back with Vershawn Jackson, sponsored by Winkstock, on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com.
1: all the gang yeah it's the captain the ticket 93.7 we with big will big will you remember that the Cosby oh, show yeah. oh yeah big will talk to me about these sports goggles because at first i was under the impression that i was the only one in high school that wore sports goggles but you at Nebraska had them on, and it, it made me feel good about my sports goggles and people making fun of me. When did you start wearing sports goggles and why?
0: I started, well, my first year at 88, I redshirted. Um, and so going into my uh, red shirts freshman year, where I'm actually playing, uh, July 19th, I'll never forget, it was my grandmother's birthday, I had nasal surgery, I had polyps, uh, the size of your thumb, the doctor says, in all three nasal cavities, When I had those removed, uh, my vision, the pressure of my eyes uh, made my vision where I was like legally blind. I had never worn goggles before in my life. I wore glasses, but when I played sports, I didn't have to wear any corrective lenses. And uh, I started wearing goggles, and we started fall camp on August 1st. So less than two weeks from having that surgery, uh, we're playing football, and and during the physicals, that's when I, they noticed that, hey, man, you can't see. <laughs> so I definitely played my freshman year trying to adjust to those goggles and and couldn't see, you know, um, when you're down in your stance, your sweat's falling off on them. When it gets cold, they're fogging up. And so, you know, not to make light of it, but I was pretty much out there playing blind most of the time.
1: And you was able to do that because of what? Knowing what you were doing?
0: Oh, I knew what everybody was doing, mm. and, and definitely knew what I was doing. Uh, Coach Brown made sure we knew 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 our responsibilities, and and I took pride in and uh, our running backs and quarterbacks making big plays. So,
1: you know, when you think about Coach Brown, we talked earlier about his ability to prepare us. Talk a little bit about what that entailed as far as Coach Brown preparing us uh, to play football on Saturday.
0: Uh, it was the attention to detail you know he critiqued everything um, and he developed the players you know you see a guy coming in undersized not too strong not too fast can't catch can't block and after you spent some time with coach Brown you definitely got better uh, I think at some point in time for the most part if you've been there four or five years you could play no matter how what no matter the status you came in at, uh, you prepared to play. And, you know, he gave us tests every week before the games to test our knowledge. Um, and But we were always prepared. You know, I never went to a ball game thinking that we were ever underprepared in the in the tight end slash receivers group. Like I said, the main thing was his, his uh, attention to detail. He had us out there catching balls and doing stuff before and after practice. I don't think there was a group that worked, spent more time on the practice field than the receiver tight end group.
1: Do you do you think that uh with coach, you know, equipping us, putting us through the classroom work, taking the test before every doggone game, how important was having two and three guys that can play the tight end spot
0: at a time? Well, for one, we were there, we kept getting hurt. <laughs> we needed some depth. Uh plus we went a lot of two tight ends set. That- so that kept us, you know, we we, we were running at option offense for the most part. And so uh, that was our strength, you know. And plus at Nebraska, um, back then, as Coach Osborne told my parents when he was recruiting us, uh, recruiting me, excuse me, he said that at Nebraska, we don't rebuild, re-reload. Ooh. And what that told me was every year they're bringing somebody in to replace you. So you you better get better Ooh. So I think the competition at each position made us great too yeah
1: you we know, we don't rebuild we
0: reload we reload that's what he told my parents on our on his on my recruiting visit and that stuck uh with me you know that i was i was coming to a a place that I had to go in with the right mindset and come in competing
1: how how are you able to um be what makes you one of the greatest blockers at the tight end position?
0: Um, I always say don't let the freckles fool you. <laughs> like, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a nice guy. But like any other football player, I have an ego. And I'm uh, very competitive. And my thing, I think my high school coach, you know, made a point to say don't, don't let me turn the film and watch you get your butt kicked. And so if you're out there playing and you're getting beat, uh, uh, your parents see it, the coaches see it, your teammates see it, your girlfriend sees it, the fans see it, and I just didn't want nobody looking look at me playing and getting my butt kicked. And so that made it pretty easy, uh, win every battle, win every down. And that was, that was my mindset.
1: And you talked about the tight end blocking D linemen, blocking linebackers, blocking defensive ends blocking uh, safeties, blocking corners. We were blocking mm-hmm. just about everybody. And you couldn't block a defensive tackle or defensive end the same way you block a speedy receiver or a defensive back. You yeah. know, So you had to adjust on the fly. How was that mm-hmm. adjustment, you being a bigger fella, how was that adjustment for you?
0: Well, the D linemen uh, usually were down block when that happened. And so you're just trying to make sure they didn't cross your face. We had to come off the ball and get your head across across their bodies uh, so they couldn't penetrate. And then sometimes we had a combo block, you know, aiming for that hip, and my goal was to knock them out of the hole and possibly back into a linebacker. Uh, blocking a defensive end or outside linebacker back then, um, a lot of times it was like pitch plays where I got to hook them. And so it was all about the first step, getting my hands on them and driving them and you've been taking them where they want to go. And so based on how they lined up or how they played me, um, and I guess I had a reputation because it seemed like everybody, uh, nobody ever really attacked me. And so I'm able to get my paws on them and do do with them what I want. Um, And when you get to the linebackers uh, back in our offense, because we ran a lot of option plays, they're scraping real fast. Like I said, you gotta uh, make. you gonna make a combo block or arm over and and just get in their way, best you can. Sometimes you get a good solid hit on them, especially on the fullback traps, things like that. But usually they're flowing. And like I said earlier, when we played Miami and Florida State, those guys were out of it. Right. <laughs> so you better get moving. And then you come to the cornerbacks. You just gotta be light on your feet because they wanna they wanna dance around. They don't want they don't want to take your head on. And so you gotta be kind of nimble when you out there on the perimeter trying to trying to do something with a cornerback. And then the safeties were a mixed bag. Some wanted to be physical and some wanted to Olay you too and try to yeah. be like a matador. So you gotta be I mean you get to the the further up the the, the further down, back in the defensive the backfield you got, you got to be more nimble.
1: For sure. The captain, the ticket on with Big Will Washington. Be right back, ninety three point seven. is not available on gas in New Jersey Wisconsin.
0: Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep. Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car.